are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Eagles fans to another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked On Eagles as always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Wednesday edition of the show. Be sure to subscribe to Locked On Eagles on any podcast platform. You can get us on Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google, you name it. We are available on all platforms normally throughout the year, five days a week in June. We're three days a week right now in the off season, but Come July, we'll be back to a show Monday through Friday. We do have two more shows this week. Today, we have Ian Harditz of Pro Football Focus Fantasy joining us as we preview the Eagles in 2021 from a fantasy perspective. What do we think about Jalen Hurts as a quarterback in fantasy? Not as a franchise quarterback where I doubt him, but is he a true QB1? I think he is in fantasy. Does Ian agree? Miles Sanders, is he worth his ADP right now as an RB1 or is he more of an RB2 in year three? Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager. What are the potentials of these Eagles skill position players? players in fantasy football. We're going to sit down with Ian Harditz today of Pro Football Focus in segment two. Tomorrow, Jeff Kerr of CBS Sports, my good friend, he rejoins the show. And then Friday, Gino Camilleri, my co-host, comes back into the fold. So we've got those three shows coming up for you this week. Guys, today's show is sponsored by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Make sure you visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. I'm really excited about this conversation with Ian because I have my fantasy football draft in a couple weeks. I'm sure you guys have yours too coming up this summer. Ours is a little bit earlier this year because we like to make our fantasy. I only do one fantasy football league over the last, since 2009, I've only done one league. It's the league with my friends that I grew up with in my neighborhood. My brother is in it as well. We do a draft every single year, an offline draft where people come back in town. It's such a huge event. We've got guys driving up from North Carolina and California and uh, Buffalo, you name it, we're doing a destination draft this year. We all rented a house together. So we decided instead of, you know, it's easier to do a fantasy draft in July, August, get rid of all the Andy Dalton is QB1, all that fluff news right before training camp. Make sure we get through any injuries that happen because it sucks if you take an RB1 and then in July he tears his ACL. So normally in fantasy football, it's better to have your drafts later, right? Late July, August, early or late August as well. The, the longer you wait, the better. But for us, we're doing it more as a destination thing this year, right? It's kind of like a, a mini vacation trip. So we wanted everybody to be able to get to the draft this year. So ours is actually next week. So we're doing a June draft this year, which is very early. So I want to get Ian on right now, kind of as a, a selfish reason. I wanted to get a little update on the Eagles from a fantasy perspective from somebody I trust as I go for ring number four in my league that we've been doing since 2009. So I'm going to try to get you guys ready as well for your drafts. And I know Eagles fans like to take Eagles on their fantasy team. So then when you get a win from the birds, it not only helps Philadelphia, but it helps your fantasy team as well. So I'm going to try to get you guys a behind the scenes, more in-depth look at what you're dealing with on offense this year from a fantasy perspective 
with the Eagles. So let's get into that conversation with Ian Harditz, the host of the Pro Football Focus Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to get to that conversation coming up next right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. And guys, as I said, today's show sponsored by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and to maintain your car is to save money, right? That you can then use for more important things in life, like the mortgage or for food, right? Groceries are expensive. Gas right now is like $3 a gallon, at least where I live. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices, they're the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. They have everything you need. RockAuto.com has things like engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, you name it, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. They have everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck right down locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Guys, today's Lockdown Eagles is also sponsored by the best tasting protein bar by far on the planet. It's Built Bar, nine delicious flavors. There's something for everybody. You like coconut? We've got coconut and coconut almond. Peanut butter? We got peanut butter brownie. Mint? Mint brownie. Raspberry? Cherry? Double chocolate? Salted caramel? There's something for everybody, and it's a healthy alternative to your everyday snack. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, despite it being lathered in 100% soft and easy-to-chew chocolate. Best of all, I can get you guys 15% off right now at BuiltBar.com by using our promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right, everybody, welcome back into segment two of this Wednesday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's Locked on Eagles, Louis DiBiase joining you. As always, today we're previewing the Philadelphia Eagles 2021 season, but it's through a fantasy football perspective as right now it's June 16th. We've got drafts coming up. I know I have my draft in a couple weeks, July, August. There's going to be a ton of fantasy football drafts throughout the summer for the Philadelphia Eagles. Who are the players to target in your draft early in the middle of the rounds and later on in the draft? The perfect guest joining me right now on Lockdown Eagles to talk about the fantasy football side of the birds. It's Ian Harditz. He is a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus. He's also the host of the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Ian, thanks for coming on the show, brother. Excited to talk birds with you. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, man. You know, it wasn't the most exciting season for the Eagles last year. I don't think any of the fans would uh, disagree with me there, but I'm hoping, you know, that little stretch that Jalen Hurts had where, hey, maybe, you know, didn't lead to a ton of help on the mm-hmm. win-loss record, but us uh, fantasy players out there certainly enjoyed his contributions, and there might just be uh, quite a bit more of that on the way. Yeah, exactly, Ian. And I don't I don't think we're going to get much more when it comes to the win column in 2021. I mean, I don't think they're going to be a four-win team, but I also don't think they're going to be where they were in, let's say, 2017. But from a fantasy perspective, I do think they are kind of interesting. I feel like for fantasy, there's a lot of young talent with potential, but at the same time, Ian, it's not much proven. Even the most proven guys, you could say Miles Sanders, Dale Scott, we really still haven't seen them 
hit their ceiling quite yet. So it's kind of an interesting back and forth, but I think with their offense, they should be able to put up points, which will help in fantasy. There's a lot of projecting, but yeah, I think it all starts with Jalen Hurts and what he was able to do again in that four game stretch stretch once they finally had mm. enough of the Carson Wentz experience. I mean, in those four games, he, tra- he checked out as our fantasy QB 11, the overall QB 1, QB 12, and then QB 20, which, mm-hmm. okay, the QB 20 performance, not great, but that came in three freaking quarters after the, <laughs> you know, decided to freaking pull him in week 17. The tank for game, Nate, right, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> Nate freaking Sudfield. So we had the tank game going on, and even with that, he still managed to pull off a QB 20 finish. So the big thing with Jalen Hurts and just kind of a general rule in fantasy land, we want these type of dual threat players, whether it's mm-hmm. a rushing QB or a receiving RB, they're basically the closest things we have the cheat codes in this game of fantasy football and hurts even though he's not lamar jackson or kyler in terms of i think just overall being a dynamic athlete with the ball right. he, he's good he's just not at that uh, the most elite level he had man if you just take that four game pace he was on pace for 184 carries in a 16 game season that would be the most by a quarterback ever and we just don't have a track record of running quarterbacks really having that big of an issue in fantasy land with that sort of volume so has a long ways to go as a passer you know did great out as our you know just 41st ranked quarterback among 44 qualified mm-hmm. guys and passing grade still managed to throw for over 300 yards twice i mean i don't really care about style points in fantasy land if you can get right. the yards we'll take the yards i mean it took josh Allen in three years to be able to say he could reach that threshold. And I think having guys like Devontae Smith, not having Alshon Jeffrey's corpse out there, hopefully having got it over Ertz. And my goodness, like for the love of the injury, guys, just give us a little bit of better yep. luck along that offensive line. I was trying to track down exactly who got hurt last year. And I felt like three times I stopped only to find like another starter had missed the entire season that I'd forgotten about. So Hertz last year was a consistent fancy QB one in a much worse overall situation. Situation. He is coming in this year as a true top 10 QB for me. I know everyone wants to draft this guy because you saw it last year, but he really is already going as a top 10 yeah. QB. I've kind of been laughing at people calling Jalen Hurts like their favorite late round quarterback option. Hey, if he's there in the late rounds, yes, sign me up. I just haven't been a part of many drafts where that's been the case. Well, Ian, that was my next point. Like with Hertz, we're not nearly sold on him as the franchise quarterback in Philadelphia. But at the same time, like you said, last year, he showed at least a certain floor in fantasy. And I like him in fantasy football this year. But like you just said, I don't know with his ADP right now rising. I don't know if it's going to be worth the pick. I don't know. Maybe there's so many different quarterbacks. Maybe in some drafts he does fall. But like you just said, he's going a lot higher than people think. You're not going to, if you're thinking you're going to steal Jalen Hurts, like he's the next kept secret. You know, I remember I got Lamar Jackson that MVP year in like round seven or eight. I don't think that's going to be the case with Hurts this year, like you said. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's funny, man. He was like, the, he's the QB8 over our underdog fantasy right now, which I think is a little sharper. It's just in the best ball world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Sleeper, which is, uh, in my opinion, one of the best uh, season-long apps out there, even ahead Agreed. of Yahoo yeah. and ESPN, he's QB16 over there. And I would imagine that's going to slide down, you know, as you know more drafts get put in their system and stuff. But it does depend on the draft you're in. I certainly would, you know, have someone like Ryan Fitzpatrick, a true late-round quarterback in mind, though. I wouldn't put yeah. quite all, all the eggs in the Jalen Hurts uh, bucket but yeah man again I, I understand the hesitations people have in real life but Jalen Hurts already looks absolutely like the part of a fantasy QB1 oh yeah look everybody knows my listeners know I am not all in on Jalen Hurts at all they actually think I'm one of the bigger haters for Hurts <laughs> in Eagles media but fantasy wise again like you said it is completely different it's a completely different ball game he is a QB1 in fantasy football 
Is his running back, Ian, an RB1 or an RB2? Miles Sanders is really interesting, right? You look at, he was one of the best receiving backs in his rookie season in 2019. He blew up down the stretch there at the end of that year, helping the Eagles win the NFC East. But there was a lot of inconsistencies that year, just like last year. But at the same time, you look at it, he still ripped off multiple 70-plus yard touchdowns. He had over 800 rushing yards with injuries. And as you mentioned earlier, the Eagles had a ton of injuries up front, 14 different offensive line combinations last year. So it's, it's kind of a mixed bag both years, Ian. We've seen a certain floor. We've seen a, a bunch of flashes of a ceiling. I just wonder in year three if this is going to be the breakout Miles Sanders year where he's like, yep, I'm an RB1 for your team. You're keeping me over maybe some of the best running backs in the game. Or is it more of the same? It's like some weeks he's an RB1, but some weeks he's, he's more of a high-end RB2. I'm fascinated to see what happens, especially with Hurts at quarterback now. I think that's going to help him. We'll see. I, he, right now, I have him as my RB22. I have him ahead of guys like Chase Edmonds, Kareem mm-hmm. Hunt, Dave Montgomery. I would take the big three rookies, Dobbins, Swift, Chris Carson, some other guys yeah. ahead of him. Like, I don't think he was as bad as a receiver um, last year. Like, I don't think he's that bad as he was last year. To your point, he was much better as a rookie. I mean, we've yeah. seen him on the wheel routes be really dangerous. And my goodness, I mean, find me a bigger savage in pass protection. I don't think he'll be able <laughs> right. to. Like, he has himself a hell of a nice uh, highlight reel already on those type of blocks. My issue, and it's just with any fantasy player, is trying to project the volume. And I think Sanders is looking at seeing probably less than ever. It was already hard enough for him to get that three-down roll with Peterson. Even like at the end of last year when he was starting to put some good things together, Mm. Boston Scott was still stealing a lot of pass-down work, and deservedly so. I mean, Miles Sanders picked the wrong year to be joining Ezekiel Elliott towards the top of a lot of these leaderboards. Fumbles, drop passes. He was right there alongside Zeke at the top. And because of that, we saw Boston Scott get some run. He's back with the team. We got Jordan Howard. I, he's back there, right? Yeah, okay. There yep. he is on the, on the yep. chart. Jordan Howard. And potentially the most concerning one, Kenneth Gamewell. I also, carry on Johnson. Like, there's just none of these guys are necessarily like going to stop Miles from being the lead back. But it's like when I talk about Jonathan Taylor and I bring up Marlon Mack, everyone's saying, oh, like, come on, Jonathan Taylor. He's not worried about Marlon Mack. I get that. But we want. One RB backfields if possible, worst case two. The Eagles right now are trending towards being a three-back committee because that's what the freaking Colts are doing, and we're projecting that offense to be at least somewhat in Philly. So for Miles, it's just about an opportunity thing for me. And mm-hmm. with Jalen Hurts, man, I will say – and Miles actually talked about this specifically when Hertz came under center. He brought up how the rushing lands would be wider with a dual threat quarterback in the read option game. And that's all backed up. I mean, we can look at LaShawn McCoy over the years, you know, with, yeah. with Vic, without Vic, with Tyrod, without Tyrod. I do think there's plenty of truth to the idea that, I mean, look at the Ravens running backs. They all have a job over five yards per carry. Right. When you have that sort of threat under center, it helps your running backs yards per carry. The problem is we also see these sort of rushing quarterbacks. They don't check down as much. Instead, they take off and scramble. And when they're inside a 10-yard line, all of a sudden they're taking a portion of the rushing touchdown equity as well. So even if Sanders real life efficiency goes up because of Hertz, I don't think he's going to see enough volume in the rushing and passing game to really make up for it. So, Hey, everyone's a value at some point in fantasy. I always say, you know, we hate ADPs. We, we don't hate players. So mm-hmm. Sanders where he's going as a low end RB two, I think is okay. We have been calling kind of that range, just the RB dead zone where, yeah. Hey, so many running backs are flying off the board in the first couple of rounds. I think people almost feel obligated to then go get their own in round three or four. Personally, I've been taking my chances on a higher end wide receiver as opposed to Sanders in that range. No, it is. There is a bunch of good points you just made there. I think there's a lot to like about Sanders, but there are some things to be concerned about. And like you talked about with the receiving game, 
Last year, he took a step back, and then they draft Kenneth Gainwell, who I thought was one of the best receiving backs coming out yeah. of Memphis in the draft. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Sanders in year three. Like you said, Nick Sirianni, a new head coach. We'll see what he does in the backfield with number 26. Um, Ian, I want to talk about the other skill position players. You look at Devontae Smith. Again, a lot of what we said earlier, a lot of potential, but not a lot of proven ability. Devontae Smith in coming into his rookie year, winning the Heisman last year at Alabama. Jalen Rager in year two didn't do a lot to impress us in his rookie season. Dallas Goddard finally taking over as tight end number one. There's just a lot of unproven ability there, but a lot of potential too. Of those guys, maybe based on ADP and like from a value perspective, who is your favorite pick from the Eagles? Like removing Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders from this equation. Oh, it's Devontae Smith easily, man. Yeah. I mean, even with those guys in the equation, to me, it's Devontae. I didn't even realize I was higher on Devontae than most until I just took my rankings and I checked them against what the ADPs are right now. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm 13 spots higher on yeah. Devontae Smith. Uh, do I want to be? And I looked closer and I decided, yes, right now I have him ahead of guys like DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, wow. Kenny Galladay. I'm behind, you know, the Bengals, the Rams, uh, Buccaneers receivers and those kind of guys. But I think we're looking at a situation where Devontae is going to be the number one pass game option and an offense that again might not be you know in the top 10 efficiency by any stretch of the imagination mm -hmm. but from what i've been hearing from certain beat writers on the industry i'd love to know your thoughts on this too mm -hmm. i don't know if the eagles necessarily trending towards being this like bottom five passing offense in terms of raw attempts and if that's the case i mean Devonte, that's the guy they traded up for that's the guy they're going to be scheming most mm -hmm. of these looks for so i think we could go into week one see Devonte walk away with 10 plus targets and people are immediately vaulting him up into this territory and fantasy land that I want to draft him at right away because the one knock we have on this guy is his damn size and you know find me one play at Alabama where that seemed to be an issue because yeah. I haven't been able to find one to this point so for me Devontae he found himself in an offense with less target competition than just about anywhere he's got a quarterback that yes we have passing problems with but hey at least they're former teammates and at least that quarterback right. has shown the ability to rack up some volume albeit you know not the most efficient volume and you know, again, we just have a true stud. The guy just won the Heisman freaking trophy after all. And I, I know he stayed late in college, but it wasn't like he was doing other anything other than dominating during his first three years at Bama as well. So Devontae Smith, you know, I, I've caught some flack for saying, you know, give me him over DJ Moore. But we know we're trying to project what's going to happen in 2021, not necessarily rewarding guys for what happened in 2019, 2020. So Devontae, for me, he checks all the boxes and I am really excited to watch him at the NFL level. I can't get behind Rager quite as much man i know he's, yeah. get, he's getting the offseason now we're moving him to the slot storyline you know he's one of those guys but i just think that where he's going i would take guys like henry ruggs michael pittman you know even like a Michael Harbin. i just think there's more upside Agreed. uh everywhere how many we just can't keep making all these excuses for this guy when he was at tcu he had one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks last year wasn't that great Ultimately, though, man, he hasn't been standing out in bad situations. I feel like usually the highest end talents do find a way to thrive, regardless of how bad it can be around mm -hmm. him. And my guy, uh, Matt Harmon, who does his always excellent reception perception stuff, man, Rager was in the first percentile in his performance against man coverage last year. Like, it was yeah. brutal for brutal. stretches. And I'm just not – again, I, I think this passing game can enable one high-ish high, high -ish end fantasy guy. I think that's Devontae. Beyond that, I'm just not so sure. And at tight end, like, look, I love – Dallas Goddard. He is my tight end seven right now. I'll bump him up ahead of Mark Andrews. If Zach Ertz can get out of the picture, what is this trade happening, man? I've been waiting <laughs> months for this. I keep Trust hearing me, a, same. Yeah, I keep hearing a report like every other week. It's like, oh, trade is incoming this time around. Seriously, nothing yet. So 
Fingers crossed, man. I mean, as much as I do love the Zach Ertz uh, Yak Twitter account, and I would, uh, I, I, I would miss it if it's taken away from us like yeah. that. I mean, come on. In the year 2021, Dallas Goddard is a better option. With all due respect to what Ertz pulled off in the past, like, my goodness, man. I know he's playing through some pain last year, but that was just mm-hmm. a horrendous performance. So, ideally, we have Goddard out there. I think he can be, you know, top six, top seven tight end. I, I reaching on tight ends in that range is kind of similar to Miles Sanders. I wouldn't necessarily advise it. So right. more, moral of the story, go draft Devontae Smith and you won't be sorry. Yeah, I agree. And like you said earlier, I don't think the Eagles are going to turn into the Baltimore Ravens offense with Jalen Hurts. I don't right. know how much I believe in Hurts to carry the Eagles throwing the football 30 plus times a game, but I do think they're going to be still that style of offense. And one thing I like Ian too about Devontae Smith projected with Hurts this year, not only they were former teammates at Alabama, but Hurts last year, one thing he was willing to do was push the football down the field. And we know Devontae Smith can thrive deep. So I do think Devontae, I agree with you, is probably the best bang for your buck in the draft when it comes to Eagles players in fantasy. And then with Dallas Goddard, I look at another thing, Ian, too. One thing that you have in what, tight end seven? Yes. So what I like, too, is if Zach Ertz is gone, the difference between Ertz and Goddard stylistically, the run after the catchability with Goddard is so much more dangerous. It's way more on that Travis Kelsey, George Kittle spectrum than Ertz. It's not even close. Bro, remember that touchdown he had against the Cowboys as a rookie where they called the worst OPI ever? uh, It was one of the worst. Don't that game was just one of the worst. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to bring it up. (laughs) It, It stings, man, still to this day. But so now if you add the volume with that explosive ability, I like Goddard too, but like you said, it's like the range he's at. Is he going to be worth that pick? It's it's t- it's a tough projection. Yeah, it's just again, it, you know, we call it the RB dead zone range where Sanders is. We don't have right. that catchy of a name for these tight ends just yet. But usually, man, it's like try to get one of Kelsey Waller or Kittle at the top, and after that, like I just think these other guys yeah. are being a little bit overdrafted. Hawkinson, Pitts, Goddard, like they they deserve to be ranked where they are. I just think uh, you know them between waiting, waiting, waiting to get guys like Logan Thomas, Adam Troutman, even some of the Patriots guys. I think it just makes more sense in the you know landscape of an entire draft. Ian Harditz of PFF, Pro Football Focus, the host of the Pro Football Focus Fantasy Football Podcast, joining us right here on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Ian, thank you so much for joining us today, man. Incredible stuff. And uh, we're looking forward to this summer and getting our fantasy drafts rolling. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Good time. And I hope, uh, you know, 2021 treats uh, you and the Eagles fans a little bit better than uh, 2020. Guys, today's episode of Locked On Eagles is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You've got the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals of the NBA playoffs coming up. Conference Finals as well in the NHL, UFC, MMA action. Get everything you need at BetOnline. Dot AG. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prepare for their run to the Stanley Cup, the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and the World Series. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Locked on Eagles. Thanks again to Ian Harditz of Pro Football Focus Fantasy joining us today to preview the Eagles from a fantasy perspective. So much good stuff there about Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, Dallas Goddard. I think the big takeaway, I was very fascinated. I agree with most of what he said about Hurts and Goddard and Devontae Smith and even Jalen Rager. Like I'm a little higher on Rager in the slot than he is. I think he could 
kind of, I'm not saying Rager is going to be a first round worthy player where he's having a thousand yards a year, but could he do what Nelson Aguilar did in 2017 and 2018 with that transition to the slot? Yeah, I think so. And is that a, you know, a plug and play flex kind of guy with bye weeks in fantasy? Sure. I think the one thing that I disagreed with Ian about so many great points, and I agreed with most of it, but the Miles Sanders stuff, like he is low on him because of volume, because of inconsistencies in the run game in 2019, then the receiving game in 2020, right? The injuries to Sanders in the offensive line, Nick Sirianni normally doing a running back by committee thing. He talked about how they have carry on Johnson, Kenneth Gainwell and Jordan Howard and Boston Scott in that backfield. So there are things to be concerned about with Sanders as a true RB1, like the face of your fantasy football franchise. And I don't disagree with that, but I think I'm a lot higher on Sanders and his potential in year three, because I think when it comes to his receiving abilities, he is going to be much closer to what he was, I think, in 2019 than 2020. He was abysmal in the receiving game last year. 2019, he was incredible, and I think he will get back to that. Maybe the volume in the receiving game isn't there quite like it was, in 2019, since Deshaun Jackson went down and they didn't really have any vertical threat except for Sanders, because you have Hertz, right? Hertz doesn't check down as much. He's mobile. You do have Kenny G coming in. He is a great receiving back, but I think the efficiency is going to skyrocket. And I think with the offensive line healthy, Sanders has proven even last year, a certain floor that he can carry a team in the run game even when he has injuries and the team has injuries. So I think there's a lot more to like about Sanders bouncing back in year three. But again, like he said, though, it has to do with ADP. Like he might like Sanders a lot more as a RB2 high end if you can get him in round four or five. But yeah, I I agree with him in the sense that if you have to take him over your top receiver to be your second or first running back, like at the end of the, if if you're in a snake draft and you have the last pick of the first round or like you have a middle second round pick and it's between Miles Sanders and a top receiver, I can understand why you go receiver. But I I do think I'm a little more high on Sanders in fantasy than Ian is. But some incredible stuff there. And hopefully that helped you guys out for your drafts that are coming up just around the corner. Follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds at DBLCLOE. We've got another couple shows this week. So subscribe to Lockdown Eagles wherever you get your podcast. Jeff Kerr of CBS Sports joins me tomorrow. Until then, I'm signing off. Louis DiBiase, as always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and let's go Birds.